I'm Cy Musiker. And I'm Joyce Miller. And this is Curtain Call. Covering the arts from Reno to Davis. And this month, we're meeting a mystical puppeteer, watching films that go wild, viewing art in public spaces. Plus offering some Valentine's Day delights. Yes, it's free love on KVMR. So first, let's unleash our animal natures. Grr! So let it go, let it grow, let it instigate On the wings of a dream of the golden gate And somehow in the end we all make it back home And keep it long like a song at the end of the night song Make It Back Home by the Animal Liberation Orchestra off their new album Silver Saturdays. This 25-year-old Northern California band, it's a quartet these days, they write great copy about themselves, describing their music as like the smell of super burritos and vans full of lemons, old bongs, and epic hikes. So awesome. <laughs> the name Animal Liberation Orchestra is about releasing our inner animal. And yeah, they're a jam band, uh, but they can keep a beat, unlike some. That's pretty good for their silver anniversary. The Animal Liberation Orchestra was in Chico yesterday, and tonight they're at the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley, and then the Crystal Bay Casino by Lake Tahoe tomorrow, February 3rd. Rock out. Dalrymple McAlpin makes wildly original musicals for kids of all ages. Good night to the stars. Good night to the moon. Good night to your heart. Colder than this tune. Grass Valley resident mixes rock and roll, jazz, comic books, Irish mythology, Greek philosophy, and puppetry in shows that are darn weird and a lot of fun. Dalrymple and his band, The Wild Diamonds, have a new show coming to the Nevada Theater, one he describes as a mystical puppet rock opera. And we talked to Dalrymple a few days ago. We sat in his large studio near Grass Valley with walls of books, musical instruments, and puppets scattered about. And we asked, what is a diamond, spelled D-A-I-M-O-N? The diamond being a Greek word meaning a personification of your destiny or your fate that you chose for yourself before you had a physical form on this earth. Well, Plato and Socrates talk about their own diamond. Plato had written this like kind of obscure chapter at the end of the Republic where, that's called the myth of Ur, where a hero named Ur experiences death on the battlefield and he goes into the afterlife and he sees what happens before a soul is born. And it's so fascinating to him that he comes back to life and recites the lineage, the journey of a soul. And the idea was that before you are born, your spirit chooses a destiny to fulfill on this earth. And it is then that you drink from the river of forgetfulness. And those who are not saved by wisdom drink more than is necessary. For the reason we remain ignorant of our great spiritual destiny is from drinking of those waters. Though we are sent to this earth with a diamond, sort of a guardian angel, if you will, to be the carrier and the fulfiller of our destiny, lest we forget it entirely. Right. Yeah. Also, Carl Jung, he used the term to describe some inner 
self. And Jung has a famous quote saying, there was a diamond in me, and in the end, its presence proved decisive. You're a playwright and a puppeteer, a singer, a songwriter. How do you describe the kind of shows that you make? Well, I'm glad that you asked, Joyce, because I have succinctly found four words to, des to describe the show. Mystical, puppet, rock, opera. Well, and you've written a new one, a new show called A Golden Thread. Yeah, we've been performing bits and pieces of it for years, for the last three or four years, but never in this, like a fully realized variety show form that it's taken on now with like two acts and um, songs that the puppets are singing themselves and kind of taking center stage and and uh, they come out of the theater and interact with the audience. So yeah, there's a lot of audience participation. It's a spectacle. The golden thread is what the fates weave in Greek mythos, the Moirai, the three sisters, the fates, the daughters of necessity. When each soul is born, you're allotted a length of golden thread. And so the show, The Golden Thread, doesn't follow a narrative beginning to end. It's more vignettes, a variety show spectacle in the spirit of Jem Henson and The Muppet Show. Yeah, this is what it sounds like. If, if the Muppets were abducted by druid priests, you might have an idea of what you're in for. Right, and, and the show is narrated by a, a puppet called Rumpelstiltskin. We're familiar with him from the tale where the woman has to weave straw into gold mm -hmm. to reclaim her, her baby, right? So who is your Rumpelstiltskin? So Rumpelstiltskin is another diamond of mine, a spirit that came to me when I was out camping at the Yuba River, and I heard his voice being chanted through the wind, and this song was being sung, and I grabbed my field recorder, much like your own, and of course the batteries are dead because you can't record the spirits, but I memorized the melody, and I went home and I figured it out on the piano, and I did all this research about Rumpelstiltskin, and I became obsessed with the idea of telling this backstory of how he got this power to spin straw into gold. Have you ever seen something strange? Something weird? What the spirit of Rumpelstiltskin is telling me is that he's been misunderstood this whole time. Most people cast him as the villain, but in fact he is a helper spirit. He was helping her spin the straw into gold, otherwise she would be killed by the king, who was the true villain of the tale. So my Rumpelstiltskin, he's still a trickster, he's still a whimsical fellow, a sprite, but he has a kind heart. We asked to meet Rumpelstiltskin, and Dalrymple walked to a wall of marionettes, many of which he'd carved himself, and pulled a large one from the rack, one with scraggly hair, a deeply wrinkled face, and long arms. So uh, Rumpelstiltskin's dressed in, in what looked like knickers. We should ask Rumpel to uh, tell us a little bit about himself. You, you were born in 2016, is that right? Well, I was carved into a puppet in that year, but my name is older than Father Time. He's like your alter ego. Well, I suppose you could put it that way, although I'm quite independent. I have my own things going on, you know. Right, well, I guess Dalrymple is, is your alter ego as well. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like how you put that. <laughs> we often think of puppets as kids performers uh, and puppeteers, but I have to say they're kind of scary. These are not necessarily for little kids. Well, um, kids definitely respond to the puppets. I went out at Victorian Christmas this year with Rumpel and I, and we just walked around. We're letting people know about the show. And maybe about seven kids burst into tears at this, just at the sight of him. But these kids were about maybe three years old and younger. But, you know, most of the kids just instantly gravitated towards him and were, wanted to know all about him. And we ended up putting on these impromptu puppet shows in the street, and it was great. Right. I mean, the music you play within these puppet shows and that you've recorded, you've got these songs are like a, a wonderful mash. You, you've mentioned a rock opera, but it's, some of it's like avant-garde jazz. And how would you describe the music? Well, it's hard for me to um, adhere to any one specific genre. You know, I've never been able to do that. I admire bands that have like a distinct sound and are able to just like hone that. I'm just interested myself in opera and classical and jazz and rock and avant-garde and experimental and all kinds of music. And so I like to, and folk music, I like to put it all together. Yeah, I think people who are interested in mysticism and magic and imagination and creativity and play and into an ex having an experience. Dalrymple and the Wild Diamonds, with help from Rumpelstiltskin and other marionettes, staged The Golden Thread, a mystic puppet rock opera, at the Nevada Theater the evening of February 3rd and a matinee on February 4th. It should be amazing. Down the hill to Davis now for a young, very gifted sax player. resides precisely among those women who have been abandoned by history. This is not the way things are supposed to be. This might be the way they are now, but they are not supposed to be this way. I truly Saxophonist Lakeisha Benjamin with a song called American Skin, opening with the words of political activist Angela Davis. Benjamin is one of the rare female band leaders in jazz, and she sizzles and bops on her album Phoenix from early last year. And Benjamin pulls audio from Davis and others in her songs, and she cites John and Alice Coltrane as big influences in her music. Uh, but I think her saxophone speaks volumes on its own. Great modern jazz. Lakeisha Benjamin and Phoenix play the Mondavi Center's Vanderhoff Studio Theater in Davis for three nights, February 8th through the 10th. And if you want something just a little more buttoned down, the Mondavi Center offers an evening with Branford Marsalis leading a quartet on February 28th. That's also great jazz. 
This next show is more cabaret than jazz. I can wander Paris after dark, take a carriage ride through Central Park, but it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio where I'm sharing a room with a former stripper and her snake, Wayne. I could have a satchel full of dollar bills, cures for all the nation's ills, pills to make a lion Some of the area's best singers are offering a Valentine's Day cabaret. Heidi Grass heard here on the song Summer in Ohio, and I just love Heidi's work. Plus Micah Cohn, Christy Colombo, Sarah McKinnon, and others take the stage for something called Sweet and Tart at the Wild Eye Pub on February 10th. And it wouldn't be the season of love in these parts without the body decades-old tradition of the Valentine Erotique. That's French. At the North Columbia (laughs) Schoolhouse Cultural Center. It's an evening dedicated to decadence, and there's a little something for everybody with a pulse. A chocolate dessert contest, steamy poetry, taboo-breaking stand-up comedy, an erotic art exhibit, even a burlesque show. Whoopee! (laughs) (laughs) This adults-only extravaganza always sells out. If they're still available, you can get tickets at Mother Truckers and online. The Valentine Erotique is also on Saturday, February 10th. Vieux Farca Touré is descended from a tribe of soldiers, and all along he was expected to join the army of his country of Mali. But he's also the son of the late and legendary guitarist Ali Farca Touré, and happily, his musical lineage won out. Farka Touré with a song about his own young son, Adou, from Les Racines, or The Roots, his latest release. Vieux started as a percussionist playing the calabash. He kept his fretwork secret. He didn't want to be compared to his father, who preferred that Vieux pursue a military career. Vieux's passion for the guitar caused a father-son rift that was, thankfully, healed before Ali's death, a reconciliation helped along by Vieux's godfather, the Kora master, Tumani Jabadi. Vieux has stretched musical boundaries far beyond his father's desert blues to rock and jazz. With Le Racine, he's returned to the traditional music of northern Mali. Vieux Farka Touré brings his mesmerizing West African guitar style to the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley on February 13th. I can listen to him all day. Then, and we know you're listening, Bay Area. He's at the chapel in San Francisco, February 14th and 15th. It's festival time again, not the outdoor music kind. Too wet. Yeah, we're glad for the rain. Uh, It is time, though, for the Wild and Scenic Film Festival. That's the South Yuba River Citizens League's annual event and fundraiser, now in its 22nd year. 
Organizers have picked 114 films out of 500 submissions, the best films about our fragile planet. Livia Campos de Meneses directs the festival from her Nevada City office. She calls Wild and Scenic a festival by activists for activists. To make changes. Our idea is to use the power of cinema to make people talk about things rethink how they believe, learn more about climate change, environmental justice. Um, that's why we also have Q&As with the filmmakers, the activists involved in the projects, workshops. So we want this to be more than just films, but make people think about what the films um, are presenting on screen. So there are a lot of different activities, not just the films, on something called an Enviro Fair on York Street in Nevada City. What's that about? Yeah, we've been doing this for many years, and it's a way to have different organizations, nonprofits, interacting with everyone who's here for the festival so they can learn more about their mission, become members, uh, volunteers, help and understand what they are doing um, to make this a better place for everyone. So let's talk about some of the films. And a lot of them are about healing ecosystems and restoring habitat for salmon or birds or fish. But there are a lot of categories. There's activism, there's art, there's adventure and health and wildlife and family friendly. These are sort of genres within the festival. Uh, why that big range? I mean, it's for activists, but obviously there's some that are just, wow, look at this person climb a mountain. I don't think that's just, wow, look at this person person climb a mountain because we always try to have films that yes people are going into nature and exploring but there is a, a message behind it for example we have a climbing film this year but it's a blind climber um, or we have um, it's a little girl climber too there yeah. is a little girl climber exactly yeah. learning with her grandpa how to climb mountains my name is Bennett I'm from Rock Springs Wyoming and I wish everyone can climb one mountain I don't care which one, I just want everyone to actually climb a mountain. Yeah, you can have people all age um, understanding how nature is important, so they will grow up wanting to care for this world. So a fair number of the films are about food and farming. There's one about regenerative cotton. It was so interesting because when we were going over the submissions this year, we had so many good films about food and farming. It was a special year. So yeah, you're right. We have a lot of, a lot of films about that. And there is this special film that you mentioned about uh, regenerative cotton. And it's a heavy film in a way because it's not easy to do good with your farming processes. You see how they're struggling with money, for example. It's much easier to just follow the standard. A little truck that's been sitting out there. I'm going to go work on try to get it going. It won't run. Well, it's just been sitting all year, so oh. it needs a battery or something. Yeah. Keep fixing all this stuff every year. We haven't been hitting it, you know? We just can't get the yields we need. I'm just gonna change. All right, why don't we go? One film that seems very apt for all of us living here near the South Yuba River is a film called California's Watershed Healing, and it's a sequel to a film made in 2019 about healing California watersheds. 
People don't often think of water, watershed as, as a security issue, but when you back up the bus and you look at what are the foundational principles that our safety and security are relying upon, it's climate security, water security, food security, and you know, ensuring that those things are adequately taken into account and planned for. For so many people in California, they don't know where their water comes from. Every developed region of California depends on an ability to import water from distant regions of the state. And I'm, I'm wondering, does that suggest we haven't made much progress? They, they had to make another film three years later, and it's a lot of the same issues. Maybe that could be part of it, but I think it's always a challenge. And it's interesting you mentioned this film because this is a free community screening. Um, we're having this at the City Hall, our activist center, and we are pairing the film with a panel afterwards people who are involved in the film, and experts to see how can we do better. Everybody loves whales. Tell us about the film Blue Whales Return of the Giants. Oh yeah, that's part of our 3D films. If you have never attended a 3D film, I highly recommend. It's one of my favorite events. The Blue Whale. the largest animal ever to have lived. Bigger than any dinosaur. You see these giant animals just in front of you and see what the scientists are doing to make sure that they continue existing in the world. So it's, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite films this year. Thank you for mentioning that, yeah. Well, and it's, it's about how blue whales have come back from near extinction. So it's one of the films that provides a ray of hope. Yes, yeah. One thing that we looked into this year, um, a lot of our stories are uplifting stories and people doing good in other places or successful stories of animal habitat, um, far, um, farmer stories, um, farming stories, people trying to do good. So we, we feel happy in the end of the session. The Wild and Scenic Film Festival screens at a bunch of venues in Grass Valley and Nevada City, February 15th through the 19th, including a showing of Blue Whales in 3D at the Del Oro Theater on opening night. Something dreamy now. Roberto Carlos Lang, whose performing name is Elado Negro, with a typically trippy track from his upcoming release, Phaser. Elado's soothing sonics just make me feel better, even when the lyrics are melancholy, as on this one, What's Best for You and Me. 
His songs are velvety, but with an edge, just like his name, which means black ice cream. Mm. Gelardo was born in South Florida. He's the son of Ecuadorian immigrants, and the music is healing. Your best chance to catch a Lotto Negro on tour in this area is Harlow's in Sacramento on February 23rd. The night before, he's at August Hall in San Francisco. And this is the first for Curtain Call, a cut from the Queen of Pop. Madonna is coming to Sacramento. I've read that the material girl is telling her life story on this tour and honoring the LGBTQ community and others who've influenced her. Including what sounds like an unlikely trio, at least to me, of Nina Simone, David Bowie, and Freddie Mercury. We also read that she's coming on stage very, very late, no matter what time your ticket says. Some Uh, fans have actually sued her for making them stay up late. But it's Madonna. She plays the Golden One Center, February 24th. Okay, we can celebrate the new year again and honor the legacy of the thousands of Chinese who labored in the foothills during the gold rush by attending the 10th annual Chinese Lunar New Year Festival and Parade in downtown Nevada City on February 25th. There's free entertainment, food, and activities after the parade at the Miner's Foundry. We love free. And the Nevada County Arts Council is also celebrating Asian culture as it begins a new series called Art in Public Spaces. Jeannie Wood directs Cats, Community Asian Theater of the Sierra, and the first of the Art in Public Spaces shows is a celebration of Cats' history. She and I joined a crowd for the show's opening in the big front lobby of the Rood Center, filled with banners, posters, and costumes from the plays Cats has presented. There was South Pacific and Journey to the West, The White Snake, and others. Uh, Plus, there was a huge mobile with thousands of origami cranes hanging down. 2,500 cranes up there. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) And we had over 100 volunteers to help us fold. Cranes represent everything good. Peace, love, joy, health. Art in Public Spaces is a collaboration between the Arts Council and the county. Hardy Bullock was there. He's chairman of the Board of Supervisors. So why is it important to put art in this commonly used space? Yeah, from my perspective, it's inspirational, and it connects government into our culture and our place of being, the whole reason why we live here. And if you're in here, you're doing some sort of business, you're either working with the board or you're at the building department or health and human some services. Some annoying permit process. Yeah, some sort of bureaucratic government thing you got to deal with, and now you can come in here and enjoy yourself and take a, take a piece out. The other piece is, is we have over 700 employees at Nevada County that come in and out of here every day. And to take a moment out of your day to enjoy the art and the sense of place. And, you know, we're a community of artists and poets. And it's awesome to bring that community here and have it displayed so we can all enjoy it. The Cats Art Show continues at the Rood Center through March 28th. And one last item. You 
medicine of hard pills we'll have to swallow This strange how we point our flaws at one another We both got different vices and they lead us to each other Cause you overdrink and I overeat We're underthinking everything And every night we swear it's gonna change But in a perfect world You get sober, I get skinny We live off for more than pennies Writing checks that we can cash Keeping all our promises Young country singer Brittany Spencer. She's got some upcoming shows, and we'll talk more about her next month. Yeah, let's do this again. (laughs) Okay. We'll be back March 1st for another round of Curtain Call featuring more great live stuff. I'm Cy Musiker. I'm Joyce Miller. And and this this is Curtain Curtain Call, coming coming to you from KVMR-FM, Nevada Nevada City. City.